This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. We're so grateful that that you're checking us out. We would love for you to connect with us online, which Martha will talk about in a minute. But I just want you to know we've prayed for you. We've prayed that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper in your faith and to connect in what you read in your devotions today with what you do in your nine to five or what you're doing in your workplace today. Martha, how best should people engage with us today? Well, you know what? I really think that um, everything comes down to the Internet, Jim, Um, whether it is social media or our website or sending us an email so, but all of that information is on our website, iworkforhim.com, iwork4him.com. Hey, we want to make a shout out to all of our radio stations, but especially to our brand new friends out there in coastal Virginia That's on right. the Lighthouse AM, 1, AM 1010 and FM 100.1. We're so thankful and we're so grateful to be out there on in coastal Virginia. We're, we're sorry that coastal Virginia is not near as nice today as coastal Florida, but we are grateful that you're tuning in today and hope that I work for him will make a real impact in your life. And also a hats off to all of the listeners in Tampa Bay and specifically to one named Ken that I talked to today, who is really just trying to figure out a way to put his faith into action right here in Tampa Bay. So thank you, Ken, for calling in and for connecting. And I really hope that you can get connected to one of those local ministries we talked about. And also, out to Jacksonville, the first coast to St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Hey, where does a working woman of faith go to gain the wisdom of the women that have gone before her? Is there someone collecting that wisdom all in one place? Is there one ministry that is focused on the unique needs of working women? Is there one website that a woman can go to in order to glean all that deep and thoughtful information? To be honest, there aren't many answers out there for working women who are following Jesus. There are a few groups nationwide, but only a few walking alongside a few hundred. Fret not your complicatedly woven woman heart. <laughs> I work for him is on a kingdom quest to find this information and get it out to you, our faithful female listeners. Today, we venture down that road with Caroline Mendez. She's a wife, a mom, a businesswoman, and an author. She's worked for years gathering wisdom from women in their work and put all her stories and thoughts together in one book called Threads of Wisdom. Caroline Mendez, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim and Martha. It's so good to have you with us today. And Caroline, one of the things we do as soon as we want to introduce someone to our listeners is to have you share how you became a follower of Jesus. So why don't you give us a little bit of background with your faith? I would love to. Well, the story begins in 2005. I was a wife and mother of a five-year-old. I was what I would like to call a new age queen. I was a Reiki master, a hypnotist, a personal development guru. I thought that uh, the universe was made of energy and that I could control it. I had made the most money I'd ever made in real estate development, uh, six figures in 2005. Our son had entered public school going into kindergarten, and he was failing kindergarten. Not sure how one does that. And my marriage was at uh, really the lowest point it had ever been. So needless to say, 2005 was a very bad year. So fast forward to 2006, a friend of ours had invited us to an Easter service. And the Saturday night right before Easter service, that Saturday night, I had the oddest desire to watch The Passion of the Christ. 
Mm. I had never wanted to see the movie. I'd heard it was uh, brutal. Uh, Yet, I went and bought the DVD and watched it with my husband. I sobbed the entire time. Mm. I was overwhelmed by what Christ had sacrificed and done for us. Uh, And so that, that happened. And then the next day, we sat in Easter service. My friend was to my right. My husband and son were to my left. And as we were watching the Easter service, guess, guess what they were playing on the video screen? Uh, Passion of the Christ? And that is correct. Clips of Passion of the Christ, and I wow. started crying again. And I knew something was going on. And so uh, almost at the end of the service, I said, you know, Lord, my life stinks. I used another word. If you want it so badly, take it. And he did. My friend knew the moment I did that in my heart. Uh, and I was filled with an overwhelming peace, a peace I had been searching for all my life. And it just, it was an amazing moment. Uh, so that's how I came to Christ, in a, in a pew of an evangelical Presbyterian church in, on Easter uh, morning in 2006. Wow, what a powerful um, testimony. And, and kudos to your friend for um, that yes. friend's involvement in your life. What would you yeah. say to our listeners? Let's just take that little bit right there and encouraging sure. them to do something similar to what your friend did for you. Never stop pursuing the ones mm. that you love. Never stop praying for the ones that you love. If, if he can save somebody like me at 44, which is late in life, um, he can save anybody. So I pray every day for my family, uh, those that are not saved. Um, mm-hmm. My grandmother prayed for me for 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Oh, saved, so. That's right? why you got saved, because that's when grandmas right. start praying, God never stops listening, because grandmas are powerful. Well, he never in the stops kingdom. listening to anybody. Well, right, anybody. but I'm just saying there's power <laughs> in a grandma's prayer. When a grandma's Amen. on her knees, whew, yep. the kingdom well, is growing. Yep. We uh, we can never be more blessed than we have when we have a grandmother praying for us. What that a, is for what a, sure. What a special blessing. So fast forward to um, the time in your life when you made the connection between your faith and your work. Did that happen immediately for you or was this something you, I mean, over time, how, how did, what did that look like, Caroline? So here's what happened. So when I was born again in 2006, I was a professional woman. And so here, now here I was uh, a Christian, a baby Christian. Mm-hmm. And then I was a professional woman, and I couldn't figure out how to rectify the two because every Bible study I went to was about being a wife and being a mother and being a Proverbs 31 woman. And I attended, I went to, my first class was um, how, to be a, how to be a good Christian wife. Hmm. And so I, but, but none of the Bible studies spoke to me, all of me, and all of me, right, a part of me, a big part of me was a professional woman, a working woman. Mm-hmm. And so in 2010, um, for the past four years, I had been serving God. Anything he wanted me to do, he spoke to me, I would do it. I had prayed over people's cars, standing in traffic. I have done whatever he said to me, it's what I did. And one day I woke up and I said, I begged the Lord to give me something to do that would integrate my faith and my work. And so he gave me a vision. He gave me a w- vision of professional businesswomen sitting around an executive roundtable having a feast, and there was joy and laughter and transparency, and this was the beginning of my search for CEO roundtables for Christian women CEOs. 
And that's mm-hmm. when I found C12 and started working for them. So, so you kind of, you, you knew that there had to be something. I mean, God was kind of speaking to you and going, okay, I've given you this faith. Mm-hmm. How are you going to use it in your professional life? But you were struggling to find resources. And I love the way you put this is like, okay, every Bible study you went through was helping you to become a better wife but it wasn't addressing your professional concerns, your professional life, your, your, your nine to five life, as Dolly Parton would say, as she was working nine to five. So um, where did you, I mean, how long did you struggle trying to find a resource for a, for working women of faith? So here's what, here's what the Lord had me do. He had me join C12 and do CEO roundtables, but he said, I want you to do them for women. And so the C12 uh, management at the time, agreed and enabled me to do that. So from 2011 to 2015, me with C12, and then I I left C12 for a year and a half and went separately. I built Christian women CEO, really executive roundtables for Christian women because there wasn't anything. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, it was a great joy in my life to see these women uh, develop relationships, to share their struggles and their successes, to pray for each other, to exhort each other, to put prayer into their leadership. It was really one of the best times of my life. So we are talking today with Caroline Mendez. She recently wrote a book called Threads of Wisdom. And that is what we really ultimately we're going to get to talking about that today. But it's so fun to get a little bit of the backstory as to how God worked in your life, Caroline, and where he has brought you and how he's been using you. So right before the break, we were talking about the fact that for a um, good while, for over four years, you were leading um, CEO roundtables for C12, and then you were doing some on your own. And there, there's been a little bit of a change in what God's been using you for. So let's talk mm-hmm. about that. How did you go from conducting roundtables to what you what we are going to talk about today with the book that we you've written so in the spring of 2015 i was led to take a three-day silent retreat at a jesuit Mm. retreat center cool trust me it was the first time i'd ever done that and the lord i took a a pen a bible and a pad of paper Mm. and i sat with him and he said stop and i said stop what he said, stop everything. I said, oh, oh no. And that's when uh, I believe he led me to document. I'd met, you know, tens of hundreds of Christian uh, women. And when I say successful, I mean eternally significant women of influence uh, for mm-hmm. Christ in the workplace. And so uh, he, I think that he directed me to document these journeys to leadership of these women. Wow. And so then what did you do with all that documentation? What I did was I wrote a book called Threads of Wisdom. So each woman, I have 10 women in the book, and each woman has their own chapter. And then the the chapters after that are summarized, all of the information about all the questions that I asked them, I believe were questions that anybody, a working woman of faith, would have asked these women if they had had the opportunity. Uh, did you have a mentor? How did you learn leadership? What, what would you like to have known at the beginning of your career? What do you want mm. other businesswomen to know? And then, so I took that information and summarized it in the, in the 
chapters at the very end of the book so that they so, can have a source for all of the wisdom from each of these 10 women collectively. So how did you pick the 10 women that you were even going to ask these questions? Yeah, how do you at? pick 10 out of hundreds that you know? I mean, that's, that's tough. I prayed it. I prayed, it was tough. I prayed about it. And I'll give you, I'll give you one quick story. So I went to a faith at work conference, uh, probably in 2016 or 17. And Cheryl Batchelder, the a former CEO of Popeyes, was probably the most visible and is still the most visible mm-hmm. Christian woman CEO nationally. And I didn't have access to her directly. So I was at the conference. She was going to speak. Uh, I said, Lord, you know, you put on my heart to have Cheryl be in the book, but you're going to have to bring her to me because I, I don't know her. So I put my water bottle down at an empty table. And guess who came and sat right next to me? Bob Newhart. No, Cheryl Batchelder. No way. Way. And so I had, I said, yeah, I know. And I said, if you want me to interview her, you're going to have to bring her to me because I, so he, (laughs) yeah, I know. So let me just ask that question. Was that that at the Faith and Work Summit in Dallas? Gosh, no. This was in Atlanta. Okay. Um, Yeah, at a church and a. I'll be darned if I'll remember which one. Well, that's fine. So, I was just so curious because we just, were there. I just want to hear, like, how did you approach that? Go, hey, God's been telling me to interview you. So do you have a few minutes? Or what did, <laughs> or did, you, like, say, what did that look like? I've been praying, God, to move your feet over to my table because I didn't know <laughs> know you. But now that you're here, what would you say? I said, uh, I've been following you for a while. I have a project I'm working on uh, to document the journeys of Christian women leadership in, in the workplace. And I believe that you're supposed to be in the book. Would you entertain um, me interviewing you? And she said yes and gave me her card. Okay, so you didn't do it right there and then at that table? No, ma'am, no. I followed <laughs> up. I mean, I had to get on her calendar. Jesus. Of course. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Hey, we're uh, talking with Caroline Mendez today. She's written this book for you, our lady listeners. And really, I'm telling you, I've read, I've read, I've, Martha read the whole book. I've only read a few chapters of the book, but this is a book that would benefit anybody. And men, if you want to read a book, it will help you understand the women in your life. Hmm. Ladies, this book is written for you to be inspired by those leaders that have gone before you, women who have kind of laid the pavers in front of you on the workplace mm-hmm. road. It's a great book for you to get all threads of wisdom is the name of the book by Caroline Mendez. The, the website is threadwisdom.com, threadwisdom.com. All right. So what? When you were, Caroline, when you were trying to capture these stories, what was the number one thing you were hoping to, to catch that you were, I mean, I mean, a lot of times when, when we're interviewing people, we're always hoping to get that gut level story that really becomes transparent. Mm-hmm. What were you mm-hmm. hoping from each one of those ladies that you were highlighting? I wanted to know, how did they get to a level of influence in the workplace being a Christian, mm. because there aren't any Christian women role models. Let's be honest. I mean, when you look at the prominent women in Christianity, they're not really working women. They're wonderful women of God, but they're Bible teachers. And so this is a new genre. This, you know, the majority of millennial women these days, this next generation of Christian women leaders work, and they're also right. often mothers. And so they have multiple roles to fill. Uh, and I think that's why we're finally seeing good Christian women organizations uh, for working women that support 
um, the different roles that the woman's dealing with. Mm-hmm. So as you interviewed these women and you started to compile the information and the nuggets and the, the transparent answers that they were giving to you, um, what was it that stood out to you? So here's what happened. I finished writing all the chapters, and I was trying to figure out what was next. Do I go interview another 10 women? Do I? And so as I read through the 10 stories of these women's journeys, it occurred to me, and I believe this is, this is the Lord, that mm-hmm. there were nine attributes that really stuck out that almost each of these women represented. And so that's what the, really the culmination of the book, the, uh, I think the power of it, is these nine attributes that these women embody that is a role model. It is a model of Christian women leadership. So, of course, we don't want to give away all of the answers because we do want people to be intrigued enough to pick up a copy of this book. Threadwisdom.com, threadwisdom.com. That's right. So let's just highlight a couple. Oh, Can't we at least list the nine attributes? It's not like we give it all away, is it? Sure can. Yeah, of course we can. Martha Sterling darts at me. She's right. There's the dart. Oh, there's one. Okay, all right. Really, what are the nine attributes? Same slowly so we can all write them down. Okay, number one, a godly leader. Let me know if you want me to explain them at all. Two, teachable. Three, humble. Four, self-led. That was a little dangerous. I'll have to explain that one. Five, courageous. Mm -hmm. Six, a listener. Okay. Seven. Really? Women are fantastic listeners. So not all women are fantastic uh, listeners? Uh, no. Okay, all right, no. going on, seven. Seven is values-based. Okay. Eight is lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. And nine is deep self-knowledge. Very Ooh. good. Deep knowledge of self, got it. Okay, all right, so I'm going to list those again. Godly leader, teachable, humble, Self-led, courageous, listener, values-based, lifelong learner, deep self-knowledge. That's an incredible list. And as we talk today with Caroline Mendez, she wrote this book, Threads of Wisdom. It is designed for you, our faithful lady listeners who are out there working all day long, all over the marketplace, all over workplaces, all over the country. This is a book just for you, to be inspired by ladies who have lived the life before you and have had to do that dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And what does it mean to live out my faith in my work? Threads of Wisdom is the name of the book. Caroline Mendez is the author. You can find it online, threadwisdom.com, threadwisdom.com. No, don't go there for sewing advice. That Not that kind of thread. All right, but we, before we get to Caroline, really want to say a shout out. Say a shout out to all of our listeners, but especially our brand new listeners today in coastal Virginia on Lighthouse AM 1010 and FM 100.1. That's right. So we are so glad that you have tuned in tonight, and we are excited to have you um, become a part of our listening audience. And we hope that you'll interact with us. Go to our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And kind of browse through there, get to know Jim and I, and reach out to us through our contact page. Um, consider joining the nation and you'll see that when you pop, it pops up on our, um, website 
And you can check that out and listen on the show as we talk about that in future times. All right, Caroline, you wrote this book, Threads of Wisdom. And in there, you highlighted nine attributes, which I'm just going to list off again because I have a follow-up question. So these nine attributes, these women that you interviewed displayed these kinds of attributes. Godly leader, they were teachable, they were humble, they were self-led, which I guess you're going to have to explain that one because that's a little dangerous. They're courageous, they were good listeners, they were values-based, they were lifelong learners, and they had a deep self-knowledge. Are these core values that you're describing here? Are these learned traits? Which ones are these? You know, Jim, that's a great question. I think they're either or depending on the woman and depending on the person that um, some, some are values, some are priorities, some are developed traits, um, and some are God-given. So when you list something like that and you, you identify that these were you know, common or very prominent in the women that you interviewed, how do you get, um, how do you encourage the people that are reading your book to um, either try to be more like these things or to try to identify it in themselves? What would you say as someone's reading the book and they hear about these different attributes? Well, what I believe uh, the Lord is asking me to do is to uh, take women on a journey through these nine attributes and be with them on a webinar or to come into their organization um, and walk alongside them for nine weeks as they actually apply and integrate the attributes. And I think the best, you know, knowledge is power, but even more powerful than knowledge is having somebody mentor you. Mm. in that work and coach you through it so that you apply it and then you assess it and then you go apply it again so that it sticks and stays kind of in your soul. So they don't have to be discouraged if when they start reading your book, they don't, they know that they're not very teachable. You're saying that they can, if, you know, to be um, maybe a woman, a great leader as a woman, they need to learn to be more teachable and how to go about doing that. Exactly. Yeah, and they can do that. They can do that through uh, a Christian coach. They can do it through a mentor. Mm-hmm. They can uh, approach me and ask me to do it with them. We have uh, webinars that we're doing. Uh, I think that it's, it's important to have somebody, if you're going to really take this on and you really yeah. want to own it, mm-hmm. um, Christian Women Leadership, that you have somebody to walk alongside with you to give so you objective t- feedback. So to make it really practical and to help our listeners kind of understand this better, let's talk about one or two of the attributes. Oh, that... wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> now let's peel back the layers of, of is that where you were going? That Uh-oh. she possesses. Okay, that, that okay, okay, well, that's say. fine. So, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I want to make sure we heard from Caroline. I mean, because a lot of times when you're writing a book, I mean, you're spending all this time writing, you're spending all this time. I'm sorry, honey. You can be mad at me later. Okay, she's not going to be mad at me later. Okay. So it's really, you learn a lot about yourself when you spend all this time with other people. I want to know what did you learn about yourself as you were interviewing all these people? And as you peeled back the layers, what did you, what, which, what of those, if any of those nine attributes described Caroline Mendez? I learned a lot during this process because you're right. It does uh, hold the mirror up, as it were. Um, I think for me, it was humbleness. I, uh, 
I think it showed me that I had to submit to the Lord this project. I was really excited about this project. I really thought, you know, that this would be uh, an amazing project. But there was some pride stuff in there he needed to uh, weed out mm-hmm. of me. Um, so in terms of the attributes, I believe that I uh, represent courageous. I am a persistent person. Uh, you can knock me down, and I will just keep getting up. That's just the way I'm built. Um, deep self-knowledge. I remember at a very early age being self-aware, like at five or six. I mean, at a very young age. Um, and so I'm always, uh, a, you know, I can see myself. The Holy Spirit certainly certainly helps a lot with that um, to show what, uh, where I'm misstepping. Uh, I love to learn. I, I've always have been a lifelong learner. And I hope that God would say that I'm a godly leader, that I follow him. So let's let's delve into one of those to kind of help our listeners understand a little bit more. When you talk about being a lifelong learner, for instance, how how did that attribute um, kind of bubble to the surface in all of these um, different women that you interviewed for the book? And, and what was it, the benefit? What, yeah, what, what does it look like? Yeah, I was just, absolutely. What's it look like? Here's what it looks like. These women read, they watch, they listen. They are a, um, a student of life and business and, and, uh, and wisdom and leadership. Mm-hmm. They attend secular groups. They attend Christian groups. They read secular books. They read Christian uh, business books. They enable their team members to also be a lifelong learner. They will hold uh, business study groups or spiritual study groups, book groups in their company and invite Mm -hmm. their team to learn. So they're really setting as a role model as well as maybe giving some opportunity for people that didn't think that they would um, have the opportunity to learn new things to actually get a chance to do that and see for themselves. Exactly. And one more thing, uh, often the team member's compensation is tied to learning. Really? What do you mean? Uh, In their compensation package, there's a a piece of, I don't have any details, but I remember that Mm -hmm. um, many of the companies, learning was an attribute in their compensation. If they were learning, if they were advancing, if they were adding new skills and attributes to themselves, then their compensation would be higher. So I should be a billionaire. No, no, no. I think what I think what you are saying, let me let me see if I understand this correctly, is that these women leaders, if they had the influence to be able to do it, that they were offering it to their team as part of their compensation. Like they saw the value in that and so they made sure that it was a part of the compensation for their team. Yeah. Or okay. Because I think what Jim was, was thinking, thinking is that they were they they were leaders because they were getting compensated. Well, that they were get, yeah. That the, the more that they invested in themselves, the higher they got paid. I thought that sounded like a great deal. I read a lot of books. Yeah, no. But as you as a as an organizational leader, or even within a department, could then offer that to your team. You see value in that, and you say, "I want to directly tie their um, advancement to how much they input." or how much they put in. I get that. I, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that very yeah. much. 
What was the toughest part about writing this book and gathering all this wisdom together in your book, Caroline Mendez, as you wrote Threads of Wisdom, which people can find online, threadwisdom.com, threadwisdom.com. Caroline, what was the hardest part about this? What was the biggest challenge you faced? Uh, a couple of things. The spiritual warfare was ridiculous. It was outrageous. The amount of times that uh, uh, Satan would attack either myself, my son, or actually our dog, uh, in the midst, just when I get some momentum. So that's number one. Number two, knowing when to finish. In other words, knowing that it's done, that there's nothing else to be said. Mm. And then the entire process of, of publishing is a, is a great study in patience. <laughs> oh, that's great. So anybody who has ever thought about... Um, you know, writing down your thoughts, your story, and what God's laid on your heart, definitely be prepared for some of those things in their own life. Is that correct? Indeed. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. What was the most, in all of the pages of your book, what was the most powerful thing you learned that you communicated in your book? I'd like to tell you a story, because this was the most powerful, one of the most powerful stories uh, in the book. Janet Ward Black owns a law firm in Greensboro, South uh, North Carolina. She had taken over a law firm. It was 2014. She had lost money the first three years, and the next four years, she had maybe a 1% profit. She's driving to work one morning, and she hears in her spirit, I am a substitutionary God. And she thought, what on earth does that mean? So she goes home, she studies what that means, she prays about it, and here's what she believes God said. I want you, because you have believers and non-believers working in your law firm who may or may not be tithing, I want you to be the substitute for them and tithe for them. So she committed, in the midst of 1% profit, to tithe 10% on the gross of her law firm. Not net. Gross. That's a big Uh step. So I'm not disclosing anything by saying that in that year it was about $10 million. 10% of $10 million is a million off the top. And here's what happened. Her staff was astounded. Not only did God restore the 10%, he gave them 10% profit on top of that. Wow. That's a cool it's story. It's an astounding story. It is an astounding story. I think that is, I've never heard of anyone tithe off a of growth. So you were asking the question, Jim, what did she learn yeah. from writing the book? So, how did you then, what did that, how, what impact did that actually have on you in the 20 seconds? that God is in charge of whatever work we're doing and that we must allow him to lead and listen to him in order to bear fruit for the kingdom. Today, we are talking with Caroline Mendez. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a professional working woman, and she's also an author of a book, Threads of Wisdom, threadwisdom.com, threadwisdom.com. Caroline, what I loved most about I love reading stories. I love stories because that's what we do every day and I work for him. But what I loved about the end of your book is you took the last six or seven chapters and you made them practical, tactical, factual, and biblical, which is what we try to do every day and I work for him. Chapter 12 is lessons learned from mentors. 
give a, give us a highlight from that chapter. <laughs> I've got two. Number okay. one, uh, one of the women, Dr. Lori Maldonado, uh, went, uh, met Mother Teresa and worked with her uh, with a ministry team. And here's what Mother Teresa said to her one day. Oh, you Americans love your notebooks. You fill them up and take your notes and you put them on the shelf. Just pray and obey. Uh, and then she Mother went on Teresa to say, and then she went on to say, didn't you also put this in there? The prayer is the work. The prayer yeah. is the work. The, the prayer is the work. We think yeah. that we're supposed to take our stuff to the Lord and ask him to bless it. And in actuality, we're supposed to pray about our work and then listen to how he directs us and what he would want us to do. Every decision, every option uh, is to be passed by. What do you think about this, Lord? What would you have me do in this situation? Every dollar spent, etc. And M.C. Hammer, he said it best in 1990. You got to pray just to make it today. Okay, so <laughs> how how do sorry that's just I, so we, she had a second one. Okay, what was the second one? That was the first one. What's the second okay, one? Sorry. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, one of the women, um, her pastor said she he told her early on her life with God is like the crust of the pizza. Most times we think of a slice. Church is a slice. My work is a slice. My family is a slice. But in actuality, God is the entire pizza. And he is the crust of our life. So in everything that we do, God needs to be in it and leading it. Mm. I know Jim's thinking now, I wish we were having pizza for dinner. That's exactly mm. what we think of cheesy crust. Because it's got what looks a, good on the outside, but it's even better on the inside, <laughs> which is really what God is all about. What a great analogy, though, because Isn't of it? the fact that you really don't have pizza without the crust. I right. mean, some people try but it's you know, really it's pizza. really not pizza at that point. It could be good, but it's not pizza. And right. um, God is in the in all of it in each slice of our life. What a great mm. lesson for people to learn. Oh man, and no, I just I'm wanna, hungry. Of course you are. Me too. I, I just want to encourage our listeners because this is the kind of information and nuggets, the threads of wisdom that were um, that you found when you interviewed these women, Caroline Mendez in your book, Threads of Wisdom. And I want our listeners to check out their, your website, threadwisdom.com. And there they can find out more information um, about the book, about you, and the things that God's having you do. All right. All right. So here's, here's my question. There are women listening to this across the globe. I mean, because we have listeners all over Africa and all over, all over a bunch of countries where they came and say where they're listening. But all over the United States of America, there are ladies, professional ladies that are out there working, and they want to know, where do they go to find a mentor? Where Are there ministries out there that can specifically equip a professional woman? What have you found? I found very few. Uh, the one that I'm currently involved in is Forward Women, and they provide uh, mentors. Uh, to women, professional mentors, to uh, mentor them in their professional, uh, personal, and spiritual life. Here's the thing about mentoring. Women have not been brought up to do this. They're women. Uh, men are usually the ones that mentor women because women do not mentor other women. And traditionally, this has been, you know, found out to be very true. 
And well, so wait, it's wait, really I, a wait, I got, I got, wait, I'm going to argue with you for a second. Because I think, I mean, mentoring to me is living life alongside somebody else. And women grew up underneath a mother or a grandmother, and they were mentored as to what does it mean to be a woman by that mother or grandmother. Isn't, isn't that true? I'll give you that. I don't think that there is a, um, that there has been traditionally in the workplace um, a conscious effort by Christian women to mentor other women. Yeah, and, and I think you're. I think you're right there. I think what happened, maybe back to Jim's point, is the fact that the mentoring stayed in the home. It's. It yeah. was. You know, I know my mom taught me how to cook. My mom taught me how mm-hmm. to be a great hostess. Things like that. But did right. we talk about how to treat customers well? You know, I. I probably interpreted a lot of the things that my mom taught me because she was a working woman. But mm-hmm. we didn't specifically necessarily have the conversation in 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 the context of the workplace. And so, what you're saying is that in the workplace, women are not just uh, voluntarily going. You know what? I think I'm going to mentor that that girl because she really she has potential. But I'm, I need to fit into her. Okay, yep, so we, right. we're talking about where do people go? So you mentioned Forward Women, which is the number four wordwomen.org. Out of mm-hmm. Minneapolis, there's Working Women of Faith. Um, out of Chicago, there's the Christian Working Women, and that's Mary Welshel Lohman. And, mm-hmm. and our listeners, everybody listen to this as you listen to it live today and then across the country as podcasts and everything. If you know of a specific ministry that is specifically mentoring and discipling women in the workplace, please contact us at iworkroom.com so we can highlight that. But Working Women of Faith out of Minneapolis is another great organization uh, and we, that we've highlighted, but there's just not enough, Caroline, is there, to be able to highlight? No, there's not. And so uh, here's what I encourage women to do. I, I mentor a lot of women one-on-one, and I love it. It's a great, um, it's just a joy. Mm-hmm. First, they have to be ready. You know, just because they think they want to mentor, to really explore that with the Lord, is this the season, is this the time? Then pray for one. Then pay attention to the people around you, you may already be being mentored, but you didn't realize it. Hmm. Good point. By your boss, by a coworker, by uh, a woman at church. But pay mm-hmm. attention because that person, you may already have a mentor in your life, or you have one, and the Lord has said, go approach that person and ask them if they would enter into a mentor relationship with you. Uh, one of the women in the book who was being mentored said she went to a woman and asked her if she would mentor her, and she said, Here's what I want from you. And then she said, here's what I will do for you. Mm. All right. Mm. So I, I got this last question. We have to ask it. We only got a couple minutes left in the show. You also dedicated one of the chapters of the book to what, what do these professional working women these, that are sharing their threads of wisdom, what do they wish they had known from the beginning of their careers? Give me a couple of highlights in there because that, that's some good stuff. Hey, it, if dear younger me, like Mercy Me wrote, dear yeah. younger right. me, okay, that's exactly so, dear right. Dear younger me, what 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 is it? What, what were some of the things they said? Some of the things they said. Number one, they wished they had had more confidence that they knew themselves better, that they knew that just to focus on their strengths and not worry about trying to shore up their weaknesses. You can hire weaknesses, but you cannot hire your strengths. You have to right as a leader. You need to build your leadership style around your strengths. 
uh, also the power of having one other person believe in you, whether that's a mother, a father, a mentor, a grandmother, uh, uh, your partner, your spouse, a, a close friend, one person who says, you know what? I believe in you. I believe in your strength. I believe in your vision. I believe in how God created you and the gifts he's given you. Go. Go and do it. And don't be afraid to fail. Failure is a part of our journey. And to embrace it, learn from it, and move on. Wow, those are really good ones. You got another one really quick? Anything else? Oh, my. Okay, you must no. not. I, I just want to hit. Because we're almost <laughs> at the end of the show, and I want to see if there was anything really quick. Caroline Mendez Thank you so much for sharing just a little bit of your heart and a little bit about your book, Threads of Wisdom. People can check it out online, threadwisdom.com. Caroline Mendez, thank you so much for being on iWork for him with Martha and I today. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Make sure you check out Caroline online, threadwisdom.com, threadwisdom.com. And like we said earlier, if you know of a ministry specifically dedicated to discipling and mentoring Christ-following women in the workplace, please let us know at iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, him.com. You've been listening to I Work Free with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Work Christ followers, our workplaces, our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.